episode 277, Personal Branding with Mark Lack. Welcome. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, former teacher and athlete, now turned lifestyle entrepreneur, best-selling off, keynote speaker, and host of the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Get to the podcast. I'm getting to it, Alan. As usual, please do head over to ayalpha.com to connect with the show, connect with me, and really get all the exclusive stuff and what it's all about. The easiest and most interactive way is, men, please do head over to Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW, and basically connect with like-minded individuals. And that's what it's really all about. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Okay, we've got a good one for you this this week, this time. This is important. If I mean, your personal brand, whether you like it or not, it is, is huge in, in how you do business and how you put yourself forward in the world. We have Mark Lack here. And he is all about personal branding. He's committed to showing 1 million people how to build and grow their personal brands in a way that impacts millions of people. And he does that through his show, Business Rockstars. Pretty impressive what he's managed to do with that. Social media, books, speaking, digital programs, masterminds, partnerships, workshops, and one-to-one. He's coming to me from California today. We're going to dig straight into it. Mark, are you ready to awaken your alpha? (laughs) Always. I'm ready. Let's do it. Awesome. So that was uh, quite a brief bio. What are you all about at the moment? What are you best known for out there in the world as your personal brand? I mean, you summarized it well. Obviously, you did your research. You went on uh, all of the platforms and you kind of pulled and, you know, picked and choose, you know, what's out there. And, and that is what I'm doing is you nailed it. You know, we got our TV show, Business Rockstars. I speak all over the world on sales, marketing, and more importantly, what I'm known for is personal branding, teaching other people how to leverage what I believe is their number one competitive advantage, and that's you. Telling your hero's journey, your hero's story, telling people about your industry, about your product, about your service, and telling them in a way that's not getting them to buy, but telling them in a way that's adding value to them upfront so that people can actually get to know you, like you, and trust you before they ever even have a conversation or opportunity to buy your products and services because the way you show up is about service, is about adding value. And I see nowadays a lot of business owners, the way I see it is they hide behind a business that sells products and services. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all for business, small and big. Um, But I think that there's a big trend going on right now. And it's transparency. It's the founder and CEO of a business stepping out from behind the company and saying, here's who I am. I created this business. Here's my story. And here's things about the industry that I'm frustrated and why we do things differently and showing up in a way that allows the consumer, the client, your customers, your prospects to feel understood by you. And then from there, have a conversation about, you know, ultimately how your products and services can make a difference in their life. So that's what I'm all about. That's what I stand for. I love showing people how to come out from behind their business in a way that's impactful and ultimately more importantly for most business owners, makes a difference to their bottom line as well. And I want you to toot your horn a little bit here because I mean, lots of people say they've got a show and it may be a, like, a, and a, you know, it is a show where they have a YouTube show with like two viewers. But I mean, your <laughs> business rock stars, you know, you shoot yeah. in a studio. If I'm correct, I think I've seen it. It's on the back of planes, like when you, on the little screens when you like take a yeah, flight. Yeah. It's, and some of the names you've had in there are absolutely huge, like well-known names. Um, and a lot of people, you know, obviously, testimonials and promoting and just saying like great things about you and taking this a nice way you're a bit of a baby-faced assassin you don't look too old so can you tell us a little bit about your origins yeah you know it's one of those things where 
because I started building my personal brand, I had the universe provide opportunities to me. And one of those opportunities was Business Rockstars. I'm actually not the founder of Business Rockstars. I'm a partner in Business Rockstars. Ah. And so there's a lot of successful investors that founded Business Rockstars and used it for different, you know, different ways. I came in as the kind of the face of the show and hosting the show. And since then have positioned myself in as a partner and have taken the company in multiple different directions um, for impact and for monetization streams, different ways that we can leverage the platform we have. A lot of times when I saw it, it is you as the face, but then I've seen other ones where it, you know, you're not there at all. And I'm thinking, ah, he's, you know, it's good that it's, it's doing its thing, it's working when you're not about or when you're and not. It, it increases the value. I think the mistake a lot of people make is they make it all about them. Um, which is kind of contradicting to my whole personal branding thing. I know I think we got that, to find this is interesting. I think yeah. I think that you do need to make a personal brand, and your personal brand obviously it, it, your personal brand doesn't have to be all about you. Your personal brand is you, mm-hmm. and then what you stand for. So, like a business can have a charity or a purpose. Big trend right now, having a for-purpose business, a business that's a profitable business, and it's not filed as a five hundred one c three nonprofit. Yeah but it's actually a for-profit business that attaches itself to a cause, a charity, and now it's a for-purpose business. And so I think that as a personal brand, it's all about you, but what you stand for should be impact, should be service, should be things that you believe in and align with for your values and why you think that you're here to make a difference in the world. And so your personal brand should be a for-purpose personal brand. And with that being said, you can also have other platforms that you leverage like our TV show where I don't want it to be all about me because a woman is going to resonate more with a woman. And so Mm -hmm. we have shows with women hosting them. And so if our platform is all about massive impact, like global international impact, then we need to have hosts of other ethnicities, other, you know, male, female, other other languages, other types of shows that resonate more with youth versus older generations. And so, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable with sitting on the sidelines for certain aspects that I know I won't have as much of an impact. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, there's a fine line. You just got to be able to make sure that you always have, a, I think you always have a personal brand, but you also have, you know, other ways of serving people. And I think a lot of the times people get too caught up in their business um, or too caught up with themselves. There's certain people I don't need to name where it's just everything about them is it's all about them. They won't share their stages. They won't share their spotlight with anybody. And I think that's a mistake. So we make sure we have diversity we have like 18 shows. Um, and we, we hit a lot of different people. Cool. So I'm definitely going to want to go into the details, you know, things like distribution and the nitty gritty and how um, that sort of got to that stage and yeah. being on the back of the plane. I'm sure that's not your highlight, but that's like, it's nice and cool and it's simple. Cool. <laughs> it is cool. It's cool. I, I think I saw you yeah. do a post. I was like, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you get into business rock stars? And also, it could be the same answer. When was kind of the awakening moment you thought, ah, oh, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Because I'm sure like at school, for example, you don't grow up thinking, oh, I'm going to be a personal brand and expert. So when did no, that kind of yeah. that thing, when the penny dropped, you thought, this is it. Let's go, go, go. So, I mean, I, I, I'll kind of share my story and kind of mm-hmm. answer your question that awesome. way is... Um, you know, 14 years old, I'm going to go really fast. 14 years old, uh, I, I saw these guys playing professional paintball, traveling all over the world. And I thought, man, at 14, <laughs> at 14 years old, that would be the coolest thing ever to travel the world playing paintball. 
uh, professionally. And so I got into that and I ended up becoming one of the world's best professional paintball players by the, <laughs> by the age so, of 18. I never knew that. That's so random and so, awesome. <laughs> so from 14 to 18, I yeah. traveled a quarter million miles around the globe. I went to Germany, Paris, Amsterdam, London, you know, England, Belgium, 42 of the 50 states wow. in, Amer in America, uh, a quarter million miles just in high school and had won over $300,000 in cash in U.S. Um, traveling around the world. And that so is, that is insane. That, I, I had, uh, it was a different, different yeah. thing than most kids in high school get. I said, why are you still not doing that? That sounds like the dream scenario. <laughs> Did I, you get paintball fatigue? <laughs> I know I would keep, I would probably still be doing it if I could, if I could make millions of dollars yeah. and build and build a following of, you know, like most celebrity athletes, yeah. uh, they, they make millions of dollars and they reach millions of people. Unfortunately in the paintball world, that wasn't necessarily a reality. Mm -hmm. um, and so, especially when the economy tanked, um, so did, so did the paintball world Yeah, and it's still there, but it's not even close to what it was back then mm -hmm. because people just don't have $300 to spend every weekend. They go play paintball. It's, a, it's an expensive hobby. I was able to turn it into something that gave me an incredible experience of culture and travel at a young yeah. age. It gave me a little bit of money, nothing worth even. You know. I suppose the lesson there as well is obviously just because something's legendary for a bit, it doesn't mean, oh, when, you know, you've got to pay attention to the reality when things turn and always adapt and change. And, you know, it's everything's always going to change and, you know, seek new opportunities. And at least, you, you know, you're not trying yeah. to recreate your, your teenage years ultimately. <laughs> That's the problem I think a lot of people have is they think that the way it is now is the way it will always be. And I think that's a mistake. I think that times too many times people grab onto things in life and they just can't let them go. Yeah. Um, and that goes down to loved ones. When a loved one passes, it's hard to let that go. Um, but grabbing onto things and holding onto them and thinking they will always be the same is foolish. Um, you have to remember that everything is going to disappear and you're going to die. And that is something that you can choose to give a positive meaning to or a negative meaning to. And I choose to find the positive. It's not always easy. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I won't say that, but I choose to try to focus on the positive and everything. And I think in all of our adversity and struggles and darkest times, there's a gift. Um, we just have to choose to look at it and to find it and to accept that this happened for us, not to us. And so I think that at that stage of my life, I was given an opportunity to make a tough decision to stay in the area that I felt significant and respected and built a name for myself and start all over. And I knew that the vision I had created for myself in this other industry of entrepreneurship and speaking and online marketing and personal branding had such a endless potential an endless opportunity for me to impact way more people than I could even fathom all in direct proportion to who I'm willing to become. Mm -hmm. And so I hated speaking. I never thought of myself as a writer or a speaker or somebody who could give advice. Um, but I knew that that was the person I needed to step into becoming. And so I, I decided to, you know, cut the cord, quit paintball, finished college, which I hated and did terrible. And it was labeled a failure since elementary school and the school system because I hated school. I didn't hate education. I hated the way the school system had presented to me what education was. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I went on an interesting path, consumed personal development like crazy. And it just led me down this path to wanting to follow in the footsteps of those that I had learned from. And I think that that's something that a lot of people can learn from 
right there is that whether you want to get in better shape, have better relationships, make more money, advance your career, do anything. Somebody has probably already done it and odds are multiple people have probably already done it. And if you can learn how they achieved what you want to achieve, then you're a little bit or a lot closer to achieving it just by having a proven process to follow. And odds are, if they achieved it, you can learn how to achieve it even faster because you can learn from their mistakes. And so I think that I've been really good at recognizing the patterns of results, meaning that if this happens and it happens enough times, then this becomes the result. Like if you eat unhealthy and don't work out, then you're going to become fat. Um, And so I found that if I read a book, as much as possible, one book a week, two books a week. I was just reading right before this call. I was sitting down reading a book and then boom, here I am on this. And so I found that if you find the habits and the rituals and the, and the action steps, it's very easy. Life is easy. Success is easy. Identify a result, figure out who's already achieved that result and multiple people learn their process mm-hmm. and then figure out how to develop the mindset, the habits, the beliefs, the values, the environments, the action steps. And when you compound that over and over and over again, it might take years, it might even take decades, but you can absolutely 100% have anything you want in life and in business if you just do that. And so I've been really good at that simple process. You're consuming a lot. You're looking to recreate yourself. Did you find that path quite quickly and clearly or was it you were you know there's quite a few things because like you say you can can pretty much do anything but you can't do everything so when did you find to narrow that down to like personal branding and and ultimately you going in the the sort of business rock stars direction and everything else you do i want to first shatter the paradigm that you stated of recreating myself which presupposes i have to start over and i think i think the mistake a lot of people have is is that they think they have to start over and that alone can be such a daunting feeling of I'm 40, I'm 30, I'm 38, I'm with kids, <laughs> I'm 50. And it's such a daunting thought well, to start think, over. Yeah. I mean, like you said, even a lot of people, me included, when you've done college or university and yeah. you come out the end of it and you almost feel like you, you have to use your degree specifically because you've, you've done it. Even then, so you're like 21, 22 or whatever it is, you're thinking... Oh, the thought of starting again, or like you say, that, that's which is daunting. so funny, which is so funny because in that point, in my perspective, you haven't started anything. Exactly. And it's, you've simply yeah, been told what to yeah. do and you've but, done it. You haven't done anything yourself. And I know so many people who in the next sort of four or five years will do link, something linked to their degree just to almost justify they did like four years of their degree. Right. They've got to use it for a little bit. Then they can go and do the thing they really wanted to do. Yeah. I looked at, I looked at college as an opportunity that I had and that I was given but I knew that I wasn't going to do anything with, um, which is unfortunate. A lot of people strive to get a college education. And I think that college is great for some people. And I think that the people that are striving for college educations usually don't have another roadmap to follow. Mm. They don't actually have anyone else in their world telling them it's okay to not go to school. Here's another way to be successful. And statistically more people who go this way and don't go to college or do, but do this other unconventional stuff. Like I went to college, but I did terrible. I got F's and D's. And if I did amazing, I got a C. And all my teachers were like, you're a failure. You're terrible. You're not going to amount to anything. 
And, and ironically, the president of my college has personally invited me back to speak and teach at my college. Um, even, though I'm, I, even though I graduated, That's a nice with, moment. Yeah. <laughs> even though I graduated with a bachelor's degree, I've been invited back to speak to the master's classes. And so it's just funny, you know, you don't have to follow the conventional path to think college is good for some people, but what it really boils down to is getting access to the education, the right education from the right people that produces the right results that you actually want. And I think that most people have a very unclear path for their life, for their career, for their purpose, for why they wake up in the morning, for what they're trying to create, for who they're trying to serve, for the value they're trying to put out into the world. And so they just do the inevitable, which is I need to pay my bills and live and survive. And so I'm going to go to college so I can get a slightly better job than other people and over the rest of my life be set up for a decent life and hope to retire by 65 or 70, which you should never want to retire. If that's, if you want to retire, you're not, you're not in the right path. You haven't found your purpose. Yeah. If you want to retire, you're basically saying, I don't have a purpose in life. Yeah. I want to give up. I, I, I want to retire on life. I, I'm ready to retire. No, if you know what your purpose is, you don't want to retire because you're getting paid more and more and more and more money. The more in alignment you are with your purpose, because the more in alignment you are with your purpose, the more you grow and then the more you can serve and add value. And in that repetitive process, you make more money. And so why would I ever want to stop every year? I'm at the top of my game. Next year, I'm at the top of my game. Next year, I'm at the top of my game. And it keeps repeating. So in 30 years, I'm only going to be that much higher up at the top of my game. Why would I want to pull out at the top of my game? And so, you know, I could rant forever about <laughs> I love it. So back to finding your purpose at that point, was it, you know, quite clear or quick or, you know, was it a struggle? What was, you know, some of the, the tougher times? I, I think that your purpose should be around service and growth. I think it's super simple. I think everybody's purpose in life should be a combination of growth and contribution and then putting the two together and figuring out how you can find this nice dance this nice dance between growing and contributing and finding out that when you feel your best in life, it's because you've had this good, amazing day that's had the right balance of growing and serving, adding value, giving something. And so like when I feel my best, it's because I just read and now I'm giving value. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm going throughout the rest of my day, because it's still the morning, um, I'm going to keep growing and contributing, growing and contributing. And the days I feel my best, are the days that I've grown and contributed, grown and contributed. And even if it's not necessarily in alignment with my, my purpose of like <laughs> impacting millions, at the very least, your purpose on this planet is to grow and contribute until the day you die. And as soon as you stop growing, you retire, hopefully you're at least contributing. And just because <laughs> you retire doesn't mean you stop growing and contributing. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think that everybody's foundational purpose without giving clarity and context should be built on the foundation of growth and contribution. Everybody's purpose in life, to make it simple for those mm -hmm. of you out there tuned in with us that are like, what is my purpose? I don't really know. Somewhere in the articulation and understanding of your purpose, it should have something to do with every day in some way, I'm finding a way to grow and become a better version of myself, of who I'm stepping into becoming. So that through that becoming of a better version of my own self, I'm then able to add more value, more service, more contribution. And so it's like the old cliche analogy of, I fill, I fill my own cup up so much that it overflows and fills everybody else's cup. 
And so in order to fill my own cup up, I have to grow. I have to lead by example. I have to become the best version of me and fill my own cup up first. And then once my cup is so filled, it overflows and fills everyone else's. So as I have more money, I'm more comfortable sharing it. As I become smarter, I feel like so compelled that I have to share yeah. what, I, what I've learned and then get better at learning how to share it in a way that people can understand and they can take stuff away from it so that I'm not some pompous asshole <laughs> who's saying I found all the solutions, but rather I can say, look, if you're in this situation and you're struggling with this, you're tired of this, you're frustrated with these results you have, I know how you feel because I once felt the same way and struggled with this and felt like a piece of shit and felt unworthy and felt unclear and unmotivated and felt like it was never going to end and I'd never have success or never have the right people in my life or never have opportunities. And then it wasn't until I found this new perspective, this new belief, this new way of being, this new way of showing up and pushing through that I was finally able to get these new results. My path to impacting millions of people is, is one step at a time, one person at a time. Yes. If this impacted three people today, awesome. If it impacts 3000 today, even better. So talking about going forwards and impacting people, when was a time sort of in the early days when you felt like you had a breakthrough? Like it sounds like it's a very progressive thing. You're daily, like trying to help people as a business standpoint in terms of when, you know, business rock stars or everything else you're doing, when you felt like this is a big leap forwards. I think that a huge perspective shift for me that hopefully maybe answers your question. One of the things that's been a huge shift for me was, um, you know, the more I can just find ways to make other people's life easier and better in their business, the more money I'm going to make. Like for me, yeah. it felt better when I made my first $10,000 in a month than, mm. when I made, than when I made six figures in a month. Yeah. And so, you know, what I would make in one month uh, now or a week is what I would make in, in a year or years. Uh, like now what I make in one month of business is more than I made in the last, uh, the first two years of my business. Yeah. So two years, one month. So two years of my business, when I started to go up, I was like, yeah, $10,000 in a month. And now it's like, but yeah, you know, I think that the real lesson from that is momentum. I think that too many times people give up too many times people want to get a home run in their first season. Um, too many times people expect that, you know, everything's going to be a yes. Um, they have these delusions that things are going to be easy because maybe they were for someone else or their friend or people they saw because you get into the internet marketing space or the entrepreneurial world and you're new to it, you're fresh in the game and you start to see people having a lot of success and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get it too. You know, maybe I should jump on cryptocurrency or Bitcoin because people are making so much money. <laughs> and so the problem with that in my perspective is you're either not successful at all or you're so successful that you have the ability to just throw your money at stuff because you can, because you just want to diversify. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything to throw a hundred thousand dollars at something. Um, and you can just put a couple hundred grand into a bunch of things. Uh, but yeah, I think too many people have shiny object syndrome. Yeah. Distractions. They, they, that's what I was thinking, especially the Bitcoin yeah. thing now. Yeah, you still, it still needs time and it could potentially, well, not potentially, it will take you away from what is your core purpose or what you really want to be doing. I don't care if I miss the Bitcoin cryptocurrency thing. There's going to be another thing. You know how many people missed out on investing in Walmart, Apple, Uber, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. There's you something know, going on now. On yeah. On. There's, there's always going to be something to miss. So you, yeah. We I, I'm with you on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We live in the most exciting time in the whole world of history, in my personal opinion. Um, 
there's every day a new opportunity that you're missing. The only difference is, is you just don't know about it yet. And so <laughs> it's like, I think too many people are not playing the patient game. They're not putting in their roots and saying, I'm going to stay here for 30 years. And I know that I only need one home run that when I, when I have the money, the opportunity, I'm ready and I'm going in on it. Or I've invested so long that 10 years into my business, now I'm making so much money that I don't give a shit about the opportunities I missed. I missed. So it's like, yeah, I think patience and, and momentum, a lot of people, and you can't get momentum usually without patience. If you're patient, there's an old saying, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Is that and linked so, to special forces as well? I think that's yeah, like a, yeah. It <laughs> is, yeah. 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 Slow is smooth yeah. and smooth is fast. <laughs> I think of your and paintball so you, days as well. You, you are, yeah, you're a sniper. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the alpha run in terms of starting to wrap things up. And I definitely want to touch, really dig into personal brand as well. And I know that could have been your quote, but is there a particular alpha quote or a quote that resonates with you that you like to live your life by? You may have just said it, just as you mentioned a quote there. There's a lot of quotes. I love quotes. I think quotes are really powerful because people, people tend to, you know, paint their realities and interpret their realities with words. Because if I said, how was your day? You're going to use words to describe it. And so therefore the words are how we interpret reality and words determine how we feel. Because if I said, tell me how you're feeling, you can only interpret feelings through words. And so words are truly everything. And so like if somebody was saying things to you in another language, you wouldn't feel anything. But if they said it in words that you understood, it's only because you've given those words different meanings and you're able to feel them. And so I think that a lot of the times people haven't learned how to use words and protect themselves from words that are poisonous to the mind. And so I think that quotes and sayings and analogies and metaphors are some of the most powerful ways that we can hack our minds because the way that we interpret language changes how we feel and how we feel changes how we behave. It influences our behavior. And so someone can say something to you and have it influence how you feel and that'll influence how you feel. And if that repetition happens enough from your parents, from your friends, from social media, from music, it conditions you to become a certain person. And so yeah. language and sayings and quotes and metaphors are so incredibly powerful that if your parents or your friend or your brothers, people call you stupid and dumb, that's a saying that you've heard and feel and change and it changes who you become. So to say that I love quotes or have quotes is, you know, an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> an understatement. I have so many quotes, you know, and I could go, I could go walk you around my, I could go walk you around my house. And I got like in my other, in my office, this is just one of my, this is like my movie Sweet. room. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I got so many quotes. I take pictures of quotes. I write quotes down. I frame quotes. I love uh, quotes. Yeah, um, I love it. So like to ask me my favorite quote would be hard, but I would say here's, a, uh, here's one that I'm really resonating yeah. with. I got two that I'm really resonating with right now and just kind of like sitting on them because they feel so good. Uh, one of them is pain. Pain pushes until the vision pulls. And so I see a lot of people who are pushing themselves with pain to go to the gym, to read a book, to say they're grateful or thank you or love you, 
to the people that they care about or people in general, they have to use pain to motivate themselves. And, you know, oh, I'm going to sleep in unless they go, oh, it's so painful to get up early. The vision will pull you out of bed. Yeah. You know, the, the vision for your better body and how that will help your family and your loved ones and your business, that's going to pull you to the gym. But pain pushes until the vision pulls, I think is so true when you look around at the world and you can see the people that are pushing themselves with pain because they, they don't want to do the work. They don't want to show up. Um, and cause they don't have a vision pulling them. So I think that's a powerful one. And another one is, um, what you seek is seeking you. And another way of saying that is your life is a direct reflection of your consistent thoughts. And so same quote said in different ways, but, um, I think that's also so true is so many times we're unaware of the words of what we're saying and how we're choosing to focus. Cause I can have you, I can have a hundred people look at the same thing and they all interpret it differently. So it's not our reality that is true. It's how we perceive our reality that we justify as this is the way it is. And so I think that, you know, your, your life really is a direct reflection of your thoughts. But yeah, I think quotes and sayings are very powerful. Awesome. I would recommend, I'd right. recommend people go and find some, some good ones. Almost an extension of that. And, uh, what is one of your all-time favorite books or one that you most gift to people? Again, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with books. And if there's too um, many, you can just go for lot. book of the month. I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I'll always pick a couple because I don't want to leave people with like, there's too many. I'll always yeah. leave it with some. For human beings, for people yeah. in general, I think one of the best books that changed my life, I actually like the audio more because I like to hear Tony's voice would be Awaken the Giant Within. Awaken the Giant mm -hmm. Within by Tony Robbins. You can buy the book, it's like this big, uh, or you can get the audibles, the, uh, you know, the audio version, I yeah. recommend that. But yeah, awesome. that, book, that book changed my life. Okay, and now this is where I really wanna dig into personal branding. And I mean, you could start off as a general, as the, we kind of touched on in the intro, the power of personal branding, but what are some key ways you feel about to develop your personal brand, launch it, and then another thing what people usually get stuck with or just is completely overwhelming, monetizing and scaling the personal brand. So first off, this is what I got weekend events and workshops for, masterminds for, you know, programs around. So to answer that is like, you're asking me to teach you a master's degree and a question. So with that almost just a framework to give people a teaser of what they can learn then in there just to kind of so they can get an understanding so of it yeah. it's simple i'll like try to turn my whole thing into just quick little bullet points when it comes to developing your personal brand you got to realize you already have a personal brand you already are a personal brand so to develop it is to really gain clarity around how you're now consciously going to show up within a certain space the health and wellness space the chiropractor space the real estate space, the coaching space, which is broad, the you know, online marketing space. To develop it is to gain clarity first around the fact that you have it, and now I'm going to show up in an industry or a niche like this. Here's how I'm gonna be perceived. Here's what's gonna make me different. I'm gonna share what sucks in the industry and what frustrates me and why people should be doing it differently. And I'm gonna add value. When you launch it, here's the topics I'm gonna to talk about. Mm -hmm. When you launch it, You've identified now how you're going to show up and what you're going to stand for and the topics you're going to speak on. When you launch it, you've identified the areas of what you're going to show up on. Is it events? Is it conferences? Is it social media? Which social media platforms? Is it publications? Is it YouTube? 
Is it podcasts? Are you going to start your own show? Or are you going to start by going on other people's shows? Are you going to write books? Are you going to have your own events? So when, when you launch it, it's figuring out how you're going to get it out there. And then when you start to monetize it, which is always later, notice I said develop it, launch it, and then monetize yeah. it, and then scale it. When you monetize it, it's only because you've built up a super small to large audience of individuals that know you, like you, and trust you. You've shown them that what you stand for and how you're giving value first is so much more important than trying to show up online and sell people out the gate, which everybody does nowadays. They buy so-and-so's course on webinars and tripwires and funnels and social media marketing so that they can show up on the internet and on social media to sell. But here's a paradigm shift. Nobody consciously, I mean, I've asked tens of thousands of people to their face on stage and nobody consciously that I've met says, I'm going to go to my email to consume content right now. <laughs> nobody does that. They go on YouTube, they go on social media to consume content. And here's the other weird paradigm shift. Nobody consciously makes a purchase decision and goes, I need a new so-and-so blender, a new, whatever. I'm going to go on social media to buy it. No, they go on Amazon to buy it. They go on some other website yeah. that's meant for purchasing. And so if we don't go to our emails for content, don't worry about building email lists to give people content. They don't go there anyways for content. Yes, it can work, but they don't go there for content. So don't try to go into a direction to nurture people with content when none of us go to our emails for content. We go to social media for content. So launch your content on social media and then nobody goes on social media to buy, but you're trying to buy programs to get better at selling on social media, but you don't even go on social media to make a purchase decision. So guess what? Two I'm things. loving this. <laughs> Two things. You need to be really damn good at email marketing to even build the list in the first place, let alone nurture them to then sell them. And you need to be really damn good at selling on social media to get people to buy in an incongruent context when we don't go on social media to buy yet you bought a program to sell people on social media. So there's a lot of weird conflicts that I see mm. in the industry. And my recommendation is, is develop it, launch it, add value first. And when people raise their hand and tell you what they want more of, then through that feedback loop, you then create the courses that they've told you they want. Now, here's the problem with that. Well, how do I make money right off the bat? Wrong. Go get a job. You're not ready yet. Go start a business, make money with your business, then build your personal brand or build your brand in conjunction with the business. You need money to live. Go figure that out. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But your personal brand should be about service first. Getting people to believe that what you stand for is so much more than getting them to buy. Personal branding is getting people to believe, not to buy. If you get them to believe, then they will buy. I love that. I love that whole, <laughs> whole rant I'm going to put there. And that's awesome, mate. Awesome. Um, out of all the interviews you've done, as in you interviewing other people, what is one of your favorite interviews um, that for whatever reason, it could just be a personal thing, obviously, that you sticks in the mind for you? My favorite person, probably. I mean, I've interviewed a lot of people. I've done over a thousand interviews myself that I, where I've interviewed people and I've been interviewed like this like five, 600 times. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite interviews was probably, and this is tough because I've interviewed a lot of my, my friends, my entrepreneurial <laughs> friends. So shout out to all of them. I love them. Um, 
one of my favorite interviews was probably the billionaire Tillman Fertitta. I really enjoyed interviewing him. I thought he was the perfect combination of humble, badass, and funny. And he had that really good, you know, which is probably why he got his own TV show uh, on CNBC. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah. I, I Tillman yeah. Fertitta. Yeah. He, yes, he, has, yes. uh, he has like 70,000 employees and he just bought the... <laughs> He just bought the Houston Rockets for two point two billion dollars cash, so he's uh, uh yeah he's doing good. Just, well, definitely a different question then at this point. Who <laughs> who did, would you recommend would be a great interview for the Awaken Your Alpha show? I got one. I'm gonna give my boy a shout out right now, Juvon Langford, and I got a hundred. Oh, I videos. know him. He's on my sort of on my hit list in in somewhere. Yeah. Tell, cool. tell the tell, audience a little bit about him. He's uh, if you if you tell radar. him if you tell him you just interviewed me. You got him. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah. All you got to do is message him or email him. If you already have a connection, yeah. you don't need to do that. But uh, he'll be much more incentivized to do it. Yeah, than, than I, 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 definitely. I I'll, I'll definitely. He's, he's an amazing person. Um, he's somebody who shows up in the world in an incredible way, who's doing a lot of the things I talked about. And I love yeah. and resonate with people who obviously are following their version of what I'm talking about for, you know, for myself, which is be, be the best version of yourself constantly. Always find ways to grow and contribute. And through, you know, always up leveling your game and your standards, you know, people are attracted to that and you can find ways to help them do that in their own life. And if we can all help lift each other up, um, like the old saying, you know, a rising tide floats all the ships in the harbor. And so he's somebody who's doing a great job of that in his own way. I think his niche is specifically working with men. So that question really landed because I was like, my boy, Juvon, he's somebody yeah. who's, that's his niche. No, it's, so. it's very cool very cool and what's the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more about all and everything you do shorten the gap shorten the gap.com awesome well it's been an absolute pleasure today and uh, i mean the time has just flown so sorry if i kept you a little bit too long but it's just <laughs> no it's not good. seemed like minutes mate but um really appreciate your time have a great christmas and new year man thanks man you too bro <laughs> the awaken your alpha podcast head over to Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW to join a great group of men in there. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.